Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. Hey guys, on this episode, we are going to talk about taking action when you feel stuck. And this is such a common theme with, I think, all coaches, uh, including myself. Noelle, where should we start with this topic, taking action when you feel stuck? Yeah, so this is, you said it, this is such an important topic for coaches. And it's important um, for folks who are interested in becoming a coach because the process of becoming a coach is so mired with introspection and sense of yourself and am I doing it right? And there are so many things that go into it that people just literally do get stuck sometimes. And then this is also the bread and butter of coaching. This is why people come to coaches is because they're stuck in life and they want something different. Oh, I love that you just said that because if you're a coach and you feel stuck, hopefully that can be uh, a little bit of of a push or a turbo to get you going because you're going to help other people who are where you're at. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just a reminder, if you're a coach listening to this saying, oh, my God, I'm stuck. I can't help other people. That's not true. You do not have to have your shit together in order to be good at your job. No, you don't. But uh, just a little encouraging push for you to lean forward into not being stuck because then you could take that lesson and uh, use it to help other people. Absolutely. So let's talk about how we get there. So, you know, what what do most what do, what do most people um why do you think they get stuck? It's fear. When it comes to coaching. Yeah, fear. Fear. I mean, it could be anything. It could be fear of dating. It could be fear of asking for a promotion. It could be fear of um, going to a new gym and doing a box jump. Um, You know, it's everything. The world is is a big, scary vat of am I good enough? Um, I think specifically with coaching, I've I've learned that a lot of it is uh, um, am I qualified? Um, Imposter syndrome. Can I do this? You know, um, and, am I in, a, in the right place to help someone else? Like all of those things are keeping people from actually executing in in building a practice, and then they're just stuck. And then you know, if they're stuck too long, you just end up just not just putting aside and not doing anything. Oh yeah, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. So even if you take those breaks, even if you put coaching aside for a little bit, the water's warm. You can always come back. You know, I I wouldn't. I I take an anti-shame approach to fear and change. And where you're at, you're at. Don't beat yourself up. You're there. You can't go backwards. You can't fast forward into the future. So you just have to kind of deal with where you are now. So let's talk about um, what you do to slowly get unstuck. Yes. So no matter who I'm talking to, whether it is one of our beautiful nugget coaches or one of my clients, I always start with a future vision. Where do you want to be? What will life look like if everything has gone as well as it possibly could? And what if they're unsure about that future vision? So what if they kind of have an idea? Does it have to be very specific or is it more so you could put them or help them go uh, move into a direction? Everybody has an imagination. 
everybody's capable of daydreaming. If somebody hasn't really sat down and intricately thought about a future vision, let's try, let's start now, you know? So like, you know, John, what do you want your life to look like five years from now? Oh man. Oh yeah. I, you know what, you, you know, you know what, um, it, it's interesting because I have a very specific future vision. Um, I'm almost embarrassed to say, but I don't want to be embarrassed. So, so I'll tell you. Um, it's a vision I've had, I mean, for most of my life, just growing up in Los Angeles, I know exactly where I want to live and how I want to live my life. Uh, five years from now, I see myself um, living uh, in the hills of LA. And I see, uh, uh, you know, like a modest Spanish style house that's very charming. I see a Korean barbecue in the backyard. I see uh, uh, me having friends over all the time. I see a couple motorcycles. I see a vintage truck. Uh, where I take my daughter out on Sundays for pancakes. And then I see um, uh, little uh, movie posters of the books that I've written, and my goal is to write six uh, before I die. I see myself still helping people in different ways. Uh, so whether that is, uh, uh, um, and what I mean by that is content, so whether it's television, social media, uh, whatever, but I, that's kind of like the the meat and potatoes, and I'm just kind of nomadic, <laughs> drifting and talking and helping people in that way. And of course, I'll have a couple clients, um, and then I see myself also just continuing this like exploration of using technology or helping people in ways that are unconventional, and really, you know, being a mad scientist in that world. Um, and then, of course, I see the growth of Journey, and I see. Um, thousands of coaches being uh, our army and I see the evolution of journey where we actually have um, classes that you could take in person mm, awesome. so so like like a school that's in LA or San Francisco or New York or whatever um, and 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 then multiple instructors and then I see those places where you could hang out and there's books that you could check out and like you know have coffee and and, and kind of an oasis yeah so how do you feel right now? How did it feel to just spill that? Excited. I got I got blood I got blood blood running through my I need to go work to make this shit happen. I know, right? It it's right. it feels good to dream. It feels good to dream. And you know, it's important to be in touch with your own compass. It's important to be in touch with, as you said, the deeply held things that you might feel a little bit scared to tell somebody else but they're what you hold deeply inside and it's what you really 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 want in life. Well, depending where you're at, the um I mean every of course everyone can dream, but for some people, um if they don't believe it could happen after the the dream, they feel um that discouragement of like, oh, I'm never going to get there or I really want that, but you know, how is that going to happen to me or it's so far in the distance, you know, all of that stuff. Time passes and time passes quickly. And, you know, five years from now is going to come real fast. So, well, five years, yeah, is that, so much can happen in five years in today's time. Oh, yeah. So, whenever folks are at that point of pain, fear, discouragement, I say, well, you know, your options are to do nothing, which will guarantee that your life will stay exactly the same, or you can try. You can take one small action step each day towards your goals and you can try. And, you know, for me, and, you know, it's funny you mentioned how do you feel. I think that when you visualize, um, don't just see it because it's two-dimensional, but actually 
uh, as you are explaining your vision, uh, feel it in your body. Like, what does it feel like to get into that vintage truck and drive on a Sunday to, you know, take your daughter out for pancakes? What does it feel like to write a book or to hang the poster of that book in your house? Like, what does it feel like when you walk into something um, or you're teaching live? You know, all of these things, because when you start to feel it, I think it now becomes three-dimensional. And, and I personally believe that um, you're going to attract it more using your entire body, mind, body, soul, not just uh, your vision or what you see. You're 100% right. And it also has a dedicated science and term associated with it. So what you just described is the science of priming which comes from the world of sports psychology. And that body of research is also why vision boards work. Because you're inhabiting your future vision in such a way that your brain begins to naturally orient towards that which you want the most. That's why athletes will sometimes tattoo the goal or the time that they want on their body. That's why there's so much work with visualization put into sports psychology because your muscle memory will do the damn thing when your brain isn't so sure. Right. And here's the thing I know about the universe. Um, most of the time, what you visualize, what you want, what you feel, assuming you put a lot of hard work behind it, it will come true but for me, it's always not been exactly how I imagined in my head. <laughs> but I had the re the revelation that, oh, it actually is here, but it's been delivered in a different in way. In a different package. Yeah. Yes. And so we talked about fear. We talked about being stuck. We talked about the visualization. Now let's get down to brass tacks. When you're actually setting out there and taking action to move the dial of your life, what do you think the most important thing is beyond visualization? Um, well, I mean, logistically, the execution piece, actually doing something, meaning taking action. Um, I, I think mo that's where most people drop the ball. I think we have a lot of ideas. I think we have a lot of uh, visions and, and a lot of desires, and then, but we don't execute. Do you know what I think the number one thing is? Hmm. It's who you surround yourself with. Oh, okay. Your tribe. Yeah, because of social contagion theory. So social contagion is incredibly strong. You will adopt the mood, beliefs, behaviors, work ethic, drive, sensibility, and habits of the people that you spend the most time with, period. End of story. So Yeah, I mean, I could see that with um, directly in fitness. You know, if I go work out by myself, uh, that workout is not going to be nearly as a, as, as a, as good as if I did it in a class or with, you know, five other people who are actually better than me. Yeah. And it goes for all every aspect of your behavior and your behavior is ultimately what provides the action steps towards goal execution. So I'm talking about eating, drinking, smoking, um, entrepreneurial spirit, work ethic, how you talk about other people, gossip, positivity, gratitude, all of that stuff will be gravely impacted by the people that you surround yourself with. So there is this idea that if you look at the five people that you spend the most time with, you will become the sum of those five people. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, there's um, in addiction, 
this is exactly it. You can't really recover alone. You can't recover alone, no. Yeah. And that's why when folks go back to the cities where they participated uh, in in certain behaviors with, they're more apt to fall back into poor habits. So for anyone who's listening to this, um, who is feeling stuck, who is life coaching on that path or maybe thinking about it, and they are doing it alone, would your first piece of advice be to surround yourself with people who are like-minded? Yeah, and and not necessarily surround because that's a, a tall order, but check it out. You know, if you really want to be a writer, join a writer's group. If you want to start mountain climbing, go to a meetup for different, you know, trailheads, figure it out. There are lots of other people out there doing the very things that you want to do and role modeling combined with actual social engagement will put you on the path faster than your own inaction ever could yes yeah yes i like that you said uh, it doesn't have to be surround if every person you know in your life is doing what you're doing it might be a little too much but having that uh, group of five or six or you know whatever your your tribe is um in this in this field to help you push uh, you in this part of your life. Now, of course, you're going to have other friends and, and family members and other people who have nothing to do with this. But if this is something you want to pursue, um, I highly recommend that you don't do it alone because uh, it's just you're not going to get as much value and, uh, and, and, and execution. And you're also seen and you're also understood. You know, not everybody wants to go out and climb mountains, but if you do and you find people who also do, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is awesome. Of course, this is what we want to do with our time. You know, same thing for me uh, with female entrepreneurs. You know, it's it's so rare to run into other startup female under 40 CEOs. It's a rare population, but I belong to a couple of Facebook groups that I can draw inspiration from daily, and I feel a lot less alone in the world. Right. Yeah. It's the. Um, I think it's actually the the fe- the feeling of being seen, heard, understood, and supported. I think that's the fuel that actually makes you then execute. Yes, because somebody else believes in your why. Right. Right. And, you know, if someone just tells you to do something, um, that's going to be very difficult, right? It's not coaching isn't just about barking orders. Um, We all know that we need to do things. It's about creating or designing um, a life where the doing is much easier because of things like this, of having support or accountability or a group of people um, that's going to help you through the journey. Yeah. And when you combine visualization with other people, that's when the magic happens. Oh, that's the uh, peanut butter and chocolate. That is. That is. And, you know, <laughs> vision boards really do work. As as crazy and cliche as it sounds, if there's something that you really want to accomplish, I have been amazed in the course of my life how many things I've slapped on a vision board that I'm like, holy shit, I really did that a couple of years later. Mm. Yes. And I want to mention one thing about vision boards. I think a lot of people, um, they hear about them, they participate, but then what they do is they add a ticking clock. And if that vision doesn't happen over the weekend, they, they just, you know, stop visualizing. Rip the board down, the, stomp on Yeah. It. And the thing is that it, it does work, I do believe as well. Um, I'm very visual, but you also have to be patient. You know, it's going to happen when it's going to happen and when you're ready for it to happen. It's years, years. 
years. It could yes, be years, not days. Not days. Yes. Yes. So guys, if you feel stuck, um, just, you know, uh, a, a couple quick go-tos. Start visualizing where you see yourself. Um, it doesn't have to be five years. Maybe it's, it's three years. What are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, the, the, uh, the more specific, the better. Um, but it doesn't have to be, you know, like when I was telling you I want to cream barbecue in my backyard, that's very specific. It doesn't, doesn't have to be that specific. Um, but knowing what direction and kind of having a feeling of where you want to be, who you are, who's around you. And then like Noel said, building a tribe or participating in a community, um, one like ours, where you will get support, encouragement, and uh the push so you could start swimming toward that vision yes find your people do the things yes and make a vision okay. board take care absolutely <laughs> yes continue that and it's not just a one-time thing and your vision board can change what's important is that you actually start doing it yeah. okay be well awesome take care bye